What is your golden rule? The one thing in your organisation that everyone will always get right. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. Hello. I'm wondering if there's something that you could put your finger on, a behavior or a way of operating that you could really confidently say that everyone in your organization would do. I'm asking because it's going to be the punchline of a story that I want to tell you in this episode. And it's a story about how culture works and how it builds and what it looks like when it's really got right. But before I do that, I want to introduce this new series, always fun to start a new series, and this one I'm going to call Stories of Symbols, because what I've found, and I'm sure that now you're getting to know me better, you'll know that I have worked in so many organizations on their culture journey that I have seen some absolutely great examples, really strong symbols of what an organization who is aspiring to achieve their culture does where the walk really does line up with the talk, where there are symbols all over the place that are the very thing that our organization is aspiring to. And then, of course, I've also sadly seen many cases where the opposite is true, where the talk says one thing and the walk does another. So in each episode of this series, I want to tell you one or two of those stories and flesh out those examples for you. And then we can work out together what you can learn from that and how you could apply it in your organization or the organization who you're advising. So I want to start with a light bulb moment that I had in the earlier days when I was still building the models, which later on became the basis of my book, Walking the Talk, which had a a series of models and frameworks that I introduced for the first time there. But when I was still kind of fathering out what it all looked like, we had a client, I was living in Australia then, and we had a client, a mining client, who operated in a very remote location. And any of you who've been to Australia will know that remote in Australia really is remote. So we would fly this colleague of mine, we were both sort of young city girls, and we were flying out to the mine and you fly like five hours from Sydney where I lived right out to Perth and then you'd go up another couple of hours in a much smaller plane and you'd arrive at this tiny airport and we arrived and we rented a car and we were heading off. So you get out of the plane, it's hugely hot. I mean, it's like opening, putting your head in an oven, it's so hot. And uh, as you come down and, and we found got this great car, air conditioning, got in, closed the windows, we were just heading off. We were going to drive off to the mine. We were going to start running some workshops there the next day. And before I could set off, we had this tap on the window and this guy signaled to us to open the window and he was dressed. He had the logo of the client on his shirt 
And he was dressed in shorts and long white socks and heavy shoes, which was the kind of uniform out there. And everything around was incredibly deep, deep red. The red that you only see when you're in iron ore country. And we wound down the window and this guy who was, you know, obviously from the company, obviously used to working in that location. And he said to us, he took a look at us and he said, now you mind the ruse, mate. They do say mate over there. And any of you who know Australia will know what he meant. But if you don't know Australia, you may not know that a roo is a kangaroo. And what you learn when you live in Australia is that at dusk, or sometimes you learn, at dusk, the kangaroos come out. And when you're on a long straight road like we were going to be, they can jump over the road, they go looking for water. And they're big animals, you know, they are dangerous things. So, you know, you hit a kangaroo in a car and, you know, it's damaged for both you and the kangaroo. And so this guy was basically telling us, and he explained to us this, and he said, you need to drive carefully and you need to look out because the families of kangaroos will be on the side of the road and they'll jump out. So be careful. So we did. And we had this amazing drive. Um, it was dusk. It was getting to sunset. Colours were just absolutely outstanding. We did drive slower than we would have done otherwise. And sure enough, we did see the kangaroos. So when we got to the mine... I settled in for the evening in the, in the hotel, and the next day, hotel, I say hotel, it was a tiny little motel place. The next day, I said to our client, you know, we met this really very helpful guy at the airport who, uh, you know, without any provocation, without knowing who we were, gave us this guidance about driving carefully. And my client said something which has stuck with me all of these years. He said, oh, yes, he said, of course, Anybody, anywhere in the world, would have done the same thing. And I'm going, wow, how can you be so confident of that? And he said, the reason I can be so confident is because we have safety as our number one standard, our number one culture goal. And one of the principles that's at the basis of our safety standard is that you look after each other, that the safety of others is as much your responsibility as your own safety. And that is so deeply embedded in everybody who works for us that anybody who saw you, and you, he said, you know, forgive me, but you do look like your city girls who don't know much about living out here, which was a fair enough criticism, uh, would have realized that you were probably going to drive too fast and you had a danger of hitting one of these kangaroos. So... That was my learning. And sure enough, later on, I did work for them in other parts of the world. And that kind of standard, that attention to detail on safety was the same everywhere else. Now, what I learned from that, and it was a big learning, was that that really is what excellence in a culture looks like. And if you think about what you're trying to achieve and imagine what that would be like for you. Because on, on this one dimension, which was safety, and there were other dimensions where their culture was not, I would say, absolutely first class, but on this dimension it was. They could confidently say that. And I would actually add to that, that the few people in their organization who might not 
have done what that guy did for us wouldn't survive. So either they would be ejected by the organization or they would choose to leave because they just wouldn't understand why things were at that level, that standard. So here's the exercise for you. In your organization, what one behavior now would you say that everyone would display? Is the one. Could you confidently say that there is a golden rule in your organization, that there is something that everyone or virtually everyone across the world, across whatever geography your organization is in, would do the same thing in a certain circumstance because they were living with the same set of principles and the same values and they understood what that meant and how it got translated. Or you might come up with more than one. So think hard about that and think about integrity or the customers or safety or following certain processes or keeping their word perhaps or being transparent in the way they budget that you know there's no secret hidden funds being stashed away for the future. Or it might be something more mundane like starting meetings on time or ending meetings on time or something deeply important like treating every race equally. So to see if you can come up with one or write a short list right now of what those would be. And if there are none, that's a very important piece of information for you in terms of the fact that you haven't actually got a single culture across your organization. And then my second question is, what is the one thing you would want to be able to say as this guy did? Well, everybody in our organization would do that. And choose this carefully because that could be the one that you should be measuring and communicating and really putting your effort in. Now, in my story with that client there, there was a culture goal, which was safety. There was a principle, which is that your safety as it is as important as mine. And there was a specific, which is look out for safe driving, safe behavior driving being one of the key areas that they would have focused on. And then obviously you would warn people. So many culture efforts that I see don't really get further than that first goal. You know, we want to have a safe culture or we want to have integrity or we want to have customer centricity or whatever. So my food for thought with you on this is what could you do in your organization to start to build that kind of consistency? And my advice would be don't take on too much at once, because as you can imagine, just even getting that one piece that clear sounds simple, but it's a massive undertaking. And the fact that that guy could say it so casually, so easily, and know it was true. And I would love for everyone who is listening to this podcast, everyone who has culture as their aspiration, their passion, their mission, to be able to reach that goal where there were some behaviors that were so critical to who you want to become, where you could say, oh, anybody across any part of our organization would have done the same, because that's who we are. That's what we stand for, and that's what we believe in. So in a small airport in the outback of Australia was where I learned that lesson, and I encourage you to set the same aspiration for your organization. 
because that's what building a great culture really looks like. So I hope you've enjoyed my story of today, my story, the symbol of what a culture really looks like when you get it right. And I will share with you another one next week. Meanwhile, if you'd like to continue this conversation, contact me on LinkedIn, Caroline Taylor, and we can discuss it some more. Thank you for listening. And I hope you're able to apply this and get some good benefit on your culture journey. Bye for now.